Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 1235 in Edmonton. We are at Rogers Place in Ice District. Ice District game tonight. Edmonton Oilers, the New York Islanders. Should be a fun one. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates from our friends, Don and the gang at Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side, and Louie. I haven't seen you smile like that for a while, so I, I know it's a good day. We're getting hooked up. Hooked up. Japanese Village. Absolutely. Great place. Alrighty. Hey, uh, this should be this should be a, an entertaining hockey game. You got I- two teams that are giving up a lot of goals. They both have got some star power up front. We could have an old-fashioned canoe tipper tonight at <laughs> Rogers think, Place. Let's put it this way. I think there's going to be some opportunities to score some goals tonight from both sides. It should be really exciting because you're seeing two of the more dynamic players in the game right now in, in Connor McDavid and Matthew Barzell, a youngster that's come in from the same draft as Connor and is doing a lot of the same things that Connor did last year. He's really... Uh, been dynamic in that regard and when he's on the ice you have to know he's on the ice each and every time all right so we all know the story we all know what the trade was the trade was what the trade was uh there were at least 10 or 11 other teams right now that are probably looking at it going <laughs> what didn't we see in this guy i mean boston passed on him three yep. times uh actually what the heck i'm gonna pull up that draft here i mean even look at arizona they took dylan Strom third and for the record I would have taken Dylan yeah, Strong I mean, third, well, too. He was totally he, cleaning up in the, in the OHL. OHL right, you want the OHL. So I think, you know, here's the thing, and you and I have talked about this before with Barzell. The thing, maybe the dock on him was when the going gets tough, is he going to be able to do the things that he did in junior hockey? Um, we saw him at the World Juniors. We saw him, you know, compete in some playoffs. And, and sometimes he, you just wouldn't notice him as much as you would others. But there's no question when he's on his game, when he's playing the way he can play, one of the more dynamic players in the game, and I mean the whole NHL. That's how good of a player he can be. All right, so let's let's cut to the chase here. So uh, McDavid and Eichel, those two teams are obviously pretty happy with their picks. Yep. Dylan Strom, eh, no. Uh, Mitch Marner, Leafs would be happy with that pick. Noah Hannafin, there has been. I mean, there was a big change in Carolina coming here mm-hmm. with Ron Francis, and, and I think that there, he, Hannafin has stagnated a bit. Certainly, uh, Barzell has been a more dynamic player than Zaka. Uh, Provorov's a pretty special defenseman. I don't think the Flyers. I think he's really good. Yep. I don't think the Flyers are second guessing themselves. Again, that's that's organizational need. When you look at what they want, they want yep. a defenseman. Wierenski, 
uh, for Columbus. Pretty darn good D-man. Right. Uh, Timo Myers played better of late, but uh, no but question. No question. I right. think that would be one that you would think. Ratnin is now a star. Okay. Getting really, starting to become a very, very solid player for them, not only offensively, but defensively okay. as well. Good 200-foot player at six foot four. Lawson Kraus for Florida, 11th in the minors. That might be one you would. Lawson Kraus made the world junior team that year that Connor McDavid was on with Max Domi and Anthony DeClaire and Darnell Nurse. People forget that. Mountain, mountain of a kid. Just yep. a really big kid that uh, right. actually can skate pretty good for a big guy. Dance, uh, Dennis uh, Gurianov out of uh, Dallas. He's played one NHL game. The three Boston guys where your son's been by far the best of the three guys. And your son is is like fifth in the league in rookie scoring. So they're happy with that pick. The What's going on with Zobrel? What have you heard about Jacob Zobrel? Zobrel, I, I heard he's coming along. You know, yeah. his, his game is uh, maturing. Um I think he plays a better pro game than he did in junior. Yep. I think he has the ability to step up and play with better players. Um, Zachary Sinish and the other, other other player taking He's been scratched with, a couple times. Scratched a couple times. A he, young guy, again, learning how to play pro hockey, but put he, back-to-back 40-goal seasons to Sault Ste. Marie, and for a six foot two, 200-pounder, lightning fly. fast. He really can fast. Fly. Yep. So I think they're thinking he's going to develop into oh. that guy that can... How you good know, was this draft? Spot. It was an amazing draft. All right, really Kyle, Kyle Connor for the Jets, right? I mean, he's played 80 games in the NHL. He's got 24 goals and 46 points. Yep. You know, Jake's sitting there with 14 goals, 35 points, big plus playing in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Besser. Tom Thomas Shabbat, 18th Ottawa. I mean, that's their future number one. Left shot top four defenseman. Uh, Svechnikov just got recalled by Detroit just the other day. Minnesota likes Eric Sinek. I'm not quite as big. And the Oilers liked Eric Sinek in that draft, too. And then you mentioned Brock Besser, 23rd. Even here, I'll give you another guy. Travis Konechny. Yep. That's he's a playing, pretty good he, player. He's found his game in Philadelphia now, too. He, you know, he had a good rookie season last year. He stumbled a little bit out of the gates this year with wow. the Flyers, but now has really started to come into his own. That's, he's a big reason why the Flyers have turned around and are now in the playoffs. So that's a hell of a draft, man. It was an amazing draft, and I was there for it, obviously, with yeah. Jake, and it was... It was incredible because there was so many, like just what we're talking about now, nobody Skill. really knew where guys were going to fall in the draft. How about the way the game is going? Jake talked to every single team in the National Hockey League. You know, that, that was how deep of a draft it was and how many opportunities and potential players they could pick from that group. Yeah. And even into the second round, look into the second round, there's guys there too that, you know what, it's, it, it'll be one of the deeper drafts when, you, when it's all said and done down the road. There's some, there's some real good players. Look at Ajo was picking. Was 35th picked for, overall for, for, for by Carolina. Look at the stats on him. 47 goals, 100 points, and 145 <laughs> Not too games. bad, eh? Brandon second Carlo, second-round yep. pick to Boston. Played full year in Boston and last year. Christian Fisher with Arizona. I mean, so they might... It, yep. He's outplayed both Strom and Nick yep. Merkley so far yep. with the Coyotes organization. It's, uh, really deep draft. I don't know if we're going to have one that deep this year, that's for sure, but that was certainly one of the deeper ones All we've right. seen in a while. So... Barzell, and for fans who've not had a chance to see him, I mean, he is an electrifying player. You know, it's amazing. I saw I saw some footage on him recently uh, on one of the networks. I can't remember. I was watching a game. I think they were playing against the Bruins, actually. But he was – it's a skating. It's how this kid can move with the puck on a stick. Uh, we talk about Connor all the time, straightaway speed. Barzell's a little different in the sense that he's more of a water bug type of player. Uh, and I mean that in a positive. I'm not saying water bugging, but he yeah. is all over the place, and he has the ability to turn on a dime. 
and he's not afraid to hold on to the puck. And that's the biggest thing for him right now is that he has the confidence right now to hold on to that puck and make sure that he can find a play. And he's an, he's an, he's an elite passer. He always has been. He's been a pass-first guy even in junior hockey when I got to see him. Um, if you're in the right spot, he'll put it on your table. Well, here was the scouting report I got, okay, in his draft year. Actually, the year before his draft year. He was the number one pick in the WHL Bantam mm-hmm. draft. Uh, from the same neck of the woods as Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And the story that was told me is he's Ryan Nugent Hopkins light and he doesn't have as good a shot. Well, guess what? He's already got... He's coming. What's he coming into tonight's game with? Sixty-nine points. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has never had more than fifty-six yep. points in a season. Now Nugent no, did have fifty-two and sixty-two games in his rookie season and was a pretty electrifying player. This guy shoots the puck way better than people think. He shoots the puck way, but he's got eighteen goals on the year, and he's going to eventually be over twenty this year. But there's no question he's a pass first yes. guy. That's yeah, the one thing absolutely. about him, and there's nothing wrong with that in today's game. If you have the right guys around you, Jordan Eberle, for instance, who he's playing with this year, is going to be the benefactor of, of some really nice passes, and if a guy can put the puck in the net, he's going to do exactly that, 25 goals for Eberle. Um, but Barzell, I think, as the confidence grows with him, he'll start to shoot the puck more. He's good and tight on a goaltender, too. He can he can make a deke. Listen, I, don't, I think, you know, the same thing with John Tavares, who's also on this Islander team. I remember, you know, um, talking to Keith Gretzky, and he's saying, you know, by year four, you were starting to look for the deficiencies in his game. Right. You know, because he was such an elite player. Is that right. what happened to Barzell? I think maybe a little bit. This guy came in, and he was such a flashy, good player that you started to look for things that were wrong in his game instead of looking for things that were right in his game. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot. Even with John Tavares, it happened, where people are like, hey, you know what, maybe he's not the best skater. Hey, you know what, maybe he's... Well, we've all seen what John Tavares has done in his NHL career. He's an elite hockey player. Um, and he's a star. So, listen... Good pick by the Islanders. Good job by them to, to move up and grab him. That's the guy they wanted. They couldn't believe he was there at 16, and they took him. And they hit the home run. Louis DeBrus joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. The other part of the equation, Louis, is the direction that the league has gone. And people people say, well, you know what? Well, the Oilers went down the wrong path. But you know, can I say something on that front? Yep, yep. Who do they draft this year? In 20, Absolutely. Yeah, in 20, so here's the thing. So look at this. Just look back to last year. Okay. Matthew Barzell did not make the Islanders last year. Right. Think about that for a second. You're looking at this kid that's got 69 points this year. They sent him back to junior. Twice. So Once in 15 and 16 just, and then again. He just pers- wasn't ready. You right. know, he just wasn't ready to jump into the scene. Now, I think he could have certainly played there last year. Yeah. I truly do believe that if they had given him the opportunity that he's getting this year. But it was Anthony Beauvillier that ended up playing. He was the other first-round draft pick from that year, 28th. Or, yeah, well, the, they, the 33 that they got yeah. from Edmonton, they traded up to 28. So, so he, he was the one that made it because he was a little physically stronger. Yeah. He was a little harder on pucks. He could play center and wing. And... You know what? Another player that had to go back to junior or play in the NHL, they decided to keep him around last year. Maybe a little bit too early for him, but he's starting to have a better year this year. He's starting to find his stride. Matthew Barzal went back, represented Canada again. I mean, he got to play a lot of hockey. He came into camp this year and hasn't really looked back. If you had seen the World Juniors last year, and I watched most of the games. Uh, we were on an Eastern road trip at that time, but all the games were on the NHL network. If you had watched it, you would have not thin- thought that you know, we'd be sitting in March and Barzell to have 67 points. And, oh, by the way, uh, a guy by the name of Dylan Strom yep. would not be in the NHL. If I, you had watched that World well, Juniors last year, yeah. you would have thought those two players, they're different, 
Yep. But they're very close, and their career trajectories are probably going to be similar. I uh, I talked to Luke Richardson down on the ice level there. I was great to see him and Bucky and Freddie Brathwaite, sure. uh, three it's of my old teammates. It's the 94, 95 yeah, nice. Oiler reunion tour. I never got tour. to bump into Dougie Waite, but nice to see the guys. Uh, they didn't take you out for dinner face. last night? No. Spend no, a little I, at I, Pridium? But here's the thing. You know, one thing that he did say about Barzell is if you look at the start of the year for him, he didn't take off right away. It took him a little bit of time to kind of get back yeah. into the groove of it, right? And they, they had the patience with him because they had depth on their team. They have a lot of offense. And you know what? They put him, Eberly together. They seemed to find a chemistry, and then all of a sudden things took off. And again, it's confidence. Confidence for a young player. I know we've talked about Jesse Pogliarvi a lot. I think he's starting to get a little more confident. Um, I'm not putting him in the same category as Matthew Barzell. I hope people don't think that. I'm just saying that as a young player, it takes different times for different individuals to kind of fully get it. Um, Matthew Barzell, I think he probably thought he should have played the NHL last year. Oh, yeah. He didn't, but now he's making up for it. You know, and that's that's just part of it. But so everybody matures at a little different level, but it's the confidence level they have to be able to play at this level and do the things they did as a youngster. The other part of the equation for him is that John Tavares gets all oh. of the first pairing matchups, right? I mean, Tavares centers, you know, honors, honors Lee and Josh Bailey. It's a terrific line. They, you know, Bailey and Tavares join Barzell, 360-plus point guys. Pittsburgh's the only other team in the league that's got yeah. that right now. It gives them a real great one, too, when you yeah. look at it. You know, it's it's pretty incredible, and Brock Nelson's no slouch either in the third hole with Ladd. I'll tell you, uh, this team, when you look at it, they can score enough goals. Defending has been a hard part for them. They've been banged up a little bit in the back end. They're getting healthy. Goaltending has obviously been an issue for the Islanders. It's been better of, as of late, and now they haven't been able to score those crucial goals. And a little bit of a slide right now, six points out. Um, trying to get in there, but there's no question one of the more exciting teams to watch in the league. When I've seen them a lot this year, and you know what, they're uh, they're never out of a game with the way they can put the puck in the net. They were probably unlucky not to have beaten Edmonton when the Oilers were in there before, and Barzell was dominant. I mean, I know Jack uh, has mentioned it uh, on more than one occasion. He felt that that during the course of the season, that was the one player that was the most yep. electrifying of the players that we'd seen during the year on another team. We've we become so accustomed to it because we're privileged to watch Connor McDavid on a nightly basis, and he is that guy. It's but, true, you know, and we, we take it for granted. Yeah. We get to see number 97 each and every night here in Edmonton, and, and I, I think people understand how special of a player he is, and, and we're very fortunate to be able to watch him up close and personal um, throughout the season, but when, when you see another player like this come in that's having the type of season that Barzell's having, you're excited to watch him play. This will be a good head-to-head matchup. Two young guys that... Uh, there's no question they're going to want to outdo one another. And it reminds me a little bit of when Taylor Hall went in to play John Tavares the first time on the island. You remember that game? Yeah. You know, and it was, uh, they were down pretty quickly in that game because the veteran had the, the upper hand in that one. And Was but, that the game where Hall got two quick yeah, ones, like but, in eight seconds? Yeah, and then boom, boom, boom. You know, it was like, uh, that was all you're getting tonight, I think it was. Yeah. No, I think that, that was the next year. They next went year. That was the next year. They, 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 they took a little bit of a beating, I think, the first time they went in there. The orders did, yeah. yeah. But... You know what? Anytime you see a player like that across from you, or anytime you're play, playing a team that has another player like that, there's no question they're going to get geared up. They've heard the news, they've seen the highlights, they've seen the three five point games, they've seen John Tavares for years. Listen, um, Dougie Wake coming back to Edmonton. There's a lot, a lot Jordan of Eberle, a lot obviously. Of Jordan Eberle is the guy we haven't even talked about yet. And I mean, listen, he had some tremendous years here in Edmonton. He was a staple here. So 
It's going to be exciting for him coming back and playing against Edmonton. He's going to want to obviously try and one-up him. It's, there's a lot on, on, at stake here tonight. This will be an interesting game. Well, uh, Jordan's going to get a well, warm reception. We know that. He's right, prob- so. And he's probably not going to elbow anybody in the face <laughs> no. like Hall did last year. <laughs> yeah, that, no. was, that, just, no. that just reinforced uh, <laughs> Zach Cassian. Well, Zach can get bring the worst out in people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, oh, that was that, funny. that's his job, and he's really good at it. Because when so. he got tweaked against Anaheim, Henrique was chirping at him, and he two-headed her, Henrique as well. That's one of Halsey's boys. Yeah. So yeah. That, was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, during your playing career, what was the most significant, high-profile former teammate of yours with the Oilers that came back? Oh, good question. Because you, you know, were in around like 1991. It was a revolving door. Would it have been? So J- I- <laughs> would it have been? J- no, because you were gone. Were you got at the end of 97, 98, or 96, 97. 96, 97. Okay, yeah, so Arnett was traded after yeah, you. Yeah, he was Arnett was traded after. But it was it, for me. It just seemed in that time for us in Edmonton, there were so many players that were coming in and out of the lineup on a daily basis. It seemed on a weekly basis, and. Um, this game today. You know what? I, I can't really think of anybody off off the top of my head. You know, obviously the Rangers. You know, listen, I got I was involved in the Mark Messier deal, but then after that, Dougie Wake came over. Asa Tikkanen went over to the Rangers. Craig McTavish, Kevin Lowe. So yeah. whenever we played the Rangers, it was only twice a year. Um, it was a big deal. It was a big deal because those were veteran guys. Shane Corson. Uh, Someone's just texted me yep, and said, "What yep. about Shane Corson?" Yeah, Shane Corson too. You know, for sure, he was he was a good friend of mine on the team as well. You know what? Um, it was always exciting to see guys, you know, from the other side when the guys you played. Just you, like walking down to the bench and seeing those three guys on the ice today. Were you with the Oilers when Bucky elbowed Gretzky? I was. Yes, with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. <laughs> I was in 96-97, right? And, and Wayne had just been moved to St. Louis from L.A., right? <laughs> I think Tony Twist might have ripped a pectoral muscle trying to kill him later on in that game. I don't know if it was Brian Marshman that got in there with him, but... Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, that's that's the one thing about Bucky. You know, when I when I think about that, I think even us on the bench were like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you just elbow the great one? Like, what are you doing? Like, you might have gone a little bit too far there. It's one thing to bug a guy, but you don't throw a chicken wing out on the great one. I mean, oh, oh man, man. I you know what? I, I, I honestly, I'm not kidding you. Even us on the bench, we kind of looked at you and said, "Did you just see what he just did? Like, <laughs> oh my god." Bucky. But that was Bucky. I'm telling you, he could not turn it off. He really couldn't. And you know what? He's an effective player. They had player. just got him. Yeah. Like, I think Pronger yeah. ended up. Yeah. Didn't Pronger jump him at the end of the game or oh, something? Oh, it, uh, it was bad. It was bad. You know what? It was... Uh, I was doing stats I think for today, St. Louis. He might have got a lot of games for that elbow. You yeah, know, I was doing, no question. This, I was working on the St. Louis broadcast. Ken Wilson was doing there. And and he, it, and it, he it was what? the most relaxed guy in the world. I don't like he never like he was a baseball caller, right? Super mellow tone. It is the most upset. What is he doing? The guy. Yeah, you know what? And Tick, SIT Kinnan, when I first got here, was uh, given the the job of trying to stay with Wayne all the time. And it was one of those ones where he'd come on the bench and go on down to the other side and jump on the ice again. And Tick would jump on the ice. And, you know, he he rattled him a bit. You know, I think, I think especially. I'm only saying this just from the reactions of the players, but when you're when you're playing against former teammates and that's happening, it, it takes on a new life because the friendship goes away really quickly on the ice because, you know, he has a job to do against one of the best players or the best players yeah. ever played the game. So, I mean, it's a pretty big job, right? So, um, yeah, there's no question Bucky went over the line on that one. No question. I think he would even say the same thing. He would probably give you that look and say, well, you know what? That was the way he played. The one thing about Bucky, though, He'd always back up whatever he did on the ice, and he had to back it up a bit that night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not much that anymore, is there? 
Were you no, chuckling no. the other night with the the Domi play with Kajula because it was Kara got? I kind of liked it though. You know what? I, I number one, I like the fact that Kara is being more physical because I yeah. think he doesn't realize how big and strong he can be. And in today's game, everyone talks about fighting, but you know what? They're not taking hitting out of the game anytime soon. They're right. not taking compete out of the game anytime soon. So I mean, go out there and compete and hit. Go out there and battle. And I like it when he battles. But I do like the fight in Drake Kajula too. Here's a guy that's been in a lineup. He wants to prove that he should be here. He's trying to do something and. He took a fight that wasn't his just to try and get himself into the game. I like that Ty, uh, Ty. I like that Max Domi got up and did something after a hit that he didn't like. You know what I mean? Like he he was, you know what? I'm not happy about this. I'm going to do something about it. And he did. He tried. And, and then they're in the box and, I, and Max goes, did you hit me? And Drake's yeah. like, <laughs> no, Drake's like, no, no, it was a big me. guy on my line. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, it was that real big guy. If and you want to take him on next, go and ahead. Then, and then what did Domi say? <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? But that's okay, you know. When when tempers flare down there, I, I think that maybe some people forget. Like it's it happens in the heat of the battle. It happens right away. You don't really think too much about it. It's just survival at that point in time. And uh, you know what? I think the linesmen, the, the officials in that time, did uh, Drake a, a a solid by not throwing him out of the game. Well, not throwing him out of the game. Give him the two, five, and ten because he took off his. Because he would have got two for the, taking the visor off. I think it's a ten minute misconduct as well, yeah. is it not? And then it would have been a five minute major for fighting. So I mean, he would have been in the box for a long time. They give him double minors because it's not an alter, not a fight. Then there's no. Yeah. They kind of. So that, that was it. a yeah. that was a well managed decision. By the way, do you agree with the consensus that West McCauley's the best referee in the league? <laughs> Players voted 47% chose Wes McCauley, the best official. I just love when he works the games yeah. because he's so authoritative on the ice. You know what I like about him, too? I had a great conversation with him down here in the Zamboni room, uh, and I won't talk about what we talked about because I know they don't like that about as far as what official talk. More or less, it was just a conversation. He was talking about Jake, and, you know, obviously he covered Jake a couple times. And But what I like about it is he's that. He communicates. You know, whether or not you like the way he's communicating, he's not afraid. He's got a confidence about his calls. He's assertive in what he does. And... He lets the guys play a little bit too, which I which I also kind of like. So he's not going to just call a chintzy penalty for the sake of calling one. He's going to let the guys get themselves dig themselves into games and get working. And then obviously, if it's a blatant call, he's going to make it. It's a tough job. We we rip on the referees all the time, and you know what? I've I've started to try and talk to more and more of them that I can every time I bump into them because they're human beings too, and they're just trying to do their job. Sometimes we get frustrated, myself included, when there's a call that you're sitting there going, "Why was that called?" We have a different look at it. We have 10 retakes sure. of it. We get to see it and break it down in slow motion on the video replay. They have one millisecond view of it, and sometimes they're going to make mistakes. That's all I care about is the fact that sometimes they go, hey, it wasn't a great one. No big deal. Louis, great job. Hmm. Carried that for 25 minutes. It's a thing of absolute beauty. Much appreciated. <laughs> uh, Gives you a break. I, I, hey, never all... been a microphone I didn't like. Well, you know what, Louis? I, I think most listeners right now are saying <laughs> more Louis, less Bob. It's a good thing. Thanks a lot, little <laughs> dog. All right, uh, it is, what time is it here anyways? It's 12.56 in Edmonton. Uh, I do want to tell you that uh, if you want to get on a waiting list for next fall, we got a trip to tell you about here on Oilers Now, and it involves going to Sweden and Germany. It's a great hockey road trip. Uh, you can follow Oilers Now with New West Travel to Europe in October, see the Oilers play a preseason game in Germany against Cologne, and then uh, play the New Jersey Devils in Sweden. Your new West travel package will include flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. Register now for the Oilers Now Hockey Road Trip to Sweden and Germany. Space will be limited. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. It's 1256 in Edmonton. 
We're pushed right up against the break here. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by this, uh, followed by another former teammate of Louis DeBrus, Ryan Smith, coming down the pipe at 105. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. We are in Ice District at Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers play the New York Islanders. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Cal out of Fort McMurray says, Bob, it was great to hear from Ryan Smith. He's a class act person. He deserves to have his number 94 raised to the rafters. One of my favorite Oilers of all. That one comes to us from uh, Cal. Um Tofer says, hey, Bob, just wondering the next time when you have a former player on, could you ask him if times have changed? Thanks from Tofer. Tofer loves to keep me... Uh, Honest. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now at 630-CHED-DOC. Boy, Topher has, like, we, we've got about 600 texts since the show started. I think to, uh, Topher has uh, sent us about 200 of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trent says, Bob, Smitty was the man. Trent out of St. Paul. Wish the current team had more of his work ethic. Uh, wish him and his family the best always. Was the saddest trade deadline ever. Hard for an organization to have heart when they constantly traded away. Smith, Hendricks, etc. Well, Ryan Smith would always accept a portion of the culpability uh, in the ultimately what happened in that trade. He'd be the first to, to say maybe the, there had been a do-over, and he was given that do-over because the orders brought him back at one point. Uh, again, you can uh, text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders. Now, as for Matt Hendricks, he was not traded. He just was not re-signed, and I do think the Oilers have missed Matt a little. But look, the, the the primary reason why the Oilers are in the position that they're in is they're 30th in the league in save percentage, and they're 31st in power play and 31st in penalty kill. Goaltending and special teams. You can be a good five-on-five team, and the Oilers were for a large part of the season. They've dropped off of late. But they haven't got the stops and they haven't done a good enough job in their special teams. And that's been the major thing that has undermined the success of the hockey team this season. Case in point, Connor McDavid leads the NHL in even strength scoring. Three on three, four on four, five on five. McDavid's more than 10 points up on Nikita Kucherov. Leon Dreisettle is eighth in the same statistic. That tells you a lot about the team. Got to do a better job a little bit uh, in some other areas. And those areas... I had somebody say to me this morning from another market that if one of those things was better, either the save percentage 
or the penalty killing or the power play. So usually the save percentage is tied to the penalty killing uh, that the owners would be fighting for a playoff spot instead of being out of it. There's a degree of truth to that. But you can't have both the power play and the PK struggle and obviously 30th in the league in save percentage. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. NHL Today coming up. Oh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia as well. This is Oilers Now.